0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Lovell, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. And uh, Dylan, we're ready to get into some win total projections for NFL teams, part of our uh, 2023 season preview. And now we're going to kind of look at the AFC as a whole. Usually we do this by divisions. Both of us have been under the weather at various points over the past several (laughs) weeks and um, has not allowed us to record. But, hey, you didn't want to hear our voices uh, during that stretch, trust me, but... Now we're back, and we're going to kind of lump all these together with the AFC. And so uh, let's start, Dylan, with the AFC East because, um, you know, obviously I think you've got some very uh, interesting storylines in that one, especially given what's going on with the Jets now and Aaron Rodgers. But uh, if we look at the uh, win total projections for the AFC East, it starts with the Bills 10.5. The Dolphins are at 9.5. The Jets also at 9.5. And then you've got the Patriots at 7.5, which just feels strange to see the Patriots at the bottom uh, there, even a couple wins back in terms of the win total projections. Uh, Dylan, your thoughts just kind of on where things stand with a much more interesting AFC East this season.
1: I think it just reflects how tough this whole conference and this division in particular is. I th- when you look at projected schedules um, from uh, what well, used to be Football Outsiders preview uh, almanac each year, now it's uh, Aaron Schatz has taken his talents to a different place. But they have basically, um, I believe, that at least the f- f- uh, three of the toughest schedules are these. Actually, it is the four toughest projected schedules in the league are these four teams um, in the order of New England, then Miami of the second hardest, Buffalo third, and the Jets fourth. So, I, I mean, they all have to face each other. Obviously, we know that these teams are going to be facing a lot of other opponents in this conference that are going to make it tough in general. Just such a stacked uh conferences we've talked about leading up to the season overall um but yeah it, it is kind of it's hard to see the Patriots there it's the same way that when we get to the north in the second seeing the Steelers at the lowest uh win total um it's not something we're used to it's uh, we've gotten kind of used to the Bills being at the top but the fact that the Patriots are at the bottom is not a uh, something that um I'll ever get used to probably it'll take quite a while maybe um to work out the last 20 years of basically most of my formative football watching years to think of the pay- Patriots at the bottom of this division but I mean that's the reality of it given where the Jets believe they're going to be um in terms of actual projections here I think yeah with the Bills at 10 and a half you feel like they're going to be over that but um still uh, some questions maybe along their offensive line that's maybe one of the parts of the team that has you a bit worried again yeah this they've had uh, at times varying uh not the easiest of schedules but a little bit easier than this so I think um they're definitely one that the 10 and a half might seem low. It's just, no, everything's kind of suppressed in this conference. So I think they're definitely, I would pick the over on it, but I think their floor is still somewhere down by nine wins or so. Um, if they really struggle against their division, if they, if, they, if they get swept by either the Dolphins or Jets. I don't tend to see that happening. There's a reason they still have, at this moment, the highest uh, projected uh, win total from, uh, not from Football Outsiders again, but from Aaron Schatz's preview book. Um, they're uh, only behind Kansas City in this conference, but everyone's kind of lower. So um, Dolphins are one that's kind of, you know, so much hinges on the health, as we know, of Tua, They've also, uh, it looks like they, at least the last update I saw to Armstead, they dodged a bullet with his injury. That would have, they, you know, their offense really tanked in the second half of the year, obviously, um, at times, especially in the passing game, not just because Tua was out, but as soon as they lost Armstead, things in the the second half of a win over the uh, Texans last year started seeing that dissolve. So they're one that's a little, I, I want to believe, you know, I, we're usually pretty optimistic here and we want to believe in all these teams, but they're the one that I'm, I'm, Think maybe has a chance to drop down. Maybe I'm just too confident in, the, in what the Jets uh, have built on defense. And I know it's not always sustainable year to year the same way offense can be. But I think yeah, they're they're projected to have the fifth best DVOA in all the NFL. um So I, I tend to think they're uh, out of these out of those two in the middle. The one that maybe could dip below the Patriots, but the Patriots still again have the tougher schedule. Even if their defense is really good, is their offense going to? Is Bill O'Brien and Mac, and Mac Jones and that whole unit going to be able to take things up a notch? I know special teams wise they, they believe they have a stronger unit than probably anyone else in this division, maybe Buffalo right there along with them. But yeah, it's uh I, I think in that just quickly running through the others, if I for the Dolphins, I mean, I might go as low as like six wins if they you know, if they don't stay healthy or yeah. if they lose the wrong guys. I think they're just a team that as kind of a boomer bus uh, potential, I don't, you know, with Fangio coming in, and I obviously, uh, if you listened enough to us, I love Mike McDaniel and what he's been able to do overall with Miami. I don't tend to see that happen. I just think someone out of these two is not going to end up with a uh, ten wins over the, the, the total. And I, I would, if I had to right now, I'd probably say the Jets are the one I'd, I'd predict that's going to be more so in that uh, nine to eleven win range, and the Dolphins could dip down further. Um, I still would probably say they're maybe I'm maybe six is a little too low, maybe seven's the real floor in the ceiling of like 11 wins. I think the Jets maybe ceiling's a little bit higher, and the Pats. Um, I'd pick the over at seven half, but someone has to lose these games. Like, you look down this (laughs) list, it's like, man, how do you? I don't know. I I think there's still that their floor is probably in that you know around that seven win range. I, I have a hard time seeing their defense or offense being worse, but. I think they could get up to anywhere maybe more like 10, maybe not as high as the Dolphins and Jets with the potential. But if the defense is like top three in the league, maybe that's enough with an average offense for them to be in the race. But I just, this division is just ridiculous. Um, it's just so deep. I have a hard time. Uh, you know, All these games are going to be much to watch TV in my opinion.
0: What's interesting is, like you said, and you may mention mentioned it, but when you just look at kind of the, the tie-ins with the schedules, obviously the AFC East gets – a pretty brutal draw when you consider that they have the NFC East and they have the AFC West. So all those games, um, you know, become very interesting for these AFC East teams. And if you're yeah. wondering, maybe why the Bills total maybe a little lower than you would think, and even some most of these, like you said, could be lower than you would think. Um, but somebody has to lose games. But yeah, there's. <laughs> you look at some of these schedules. They're they're not easy, um, especially when you look at like a Bills schedule that you know includes back to back games while there's a lot of those are buy in between going to Philadelphia, to Kansas City. Um, Then have to come back and play Dallas. Then have to go on the road to play the Chargers. Um, So that's kind of have to go play at Cincinnati. Um, So, yeah, and that's in addition to the road games in the division. So, uh, yeah, that's one of the the aspects, I think, of the scheduling for the AFC's teams that could keep them a little lower win total-wise, maybe compared to some of the other teams in this conference. But that could also put them in a pretty good position, just having played that kind of schedule once they get to the playoffs so we'll see what happens in the AFC East all right AFC North Dylan um the Bengals 11 and their projected win total here Ravens are ten and a half. Browns are nine and a half Steelers eight and a half so everybody within a game of each other here um when you look at it from top to bottom another one again we're just we kind of you know used to seeing what we get we know what we get from the AFC North the kind of um styles you're going to see from each of these teams now and Lamar's back with the Ravens. Joe Burrow's back with the Bengals. Um, yep. Hard to know what to make of the Browns and Steelers. I think those are two teams that I probably don't, you know, I'd probably rank them in like the top five of teams I have the least grasp on, perhaps heading into the <laughs> season, because I just don't know. We talked about kind of the Deshaun Watson thing and all that. What's the difference between this season and last season um, when he came in? And, you know, the Steelers have some good parts. It's just, hey, they're they're also the team that's projected have the lowest win total in this division so um as always it's a it's a battle in the afc north but um not surprised to see the Bengals right there at the top and when you look at um you know this entire conference at least as a whole no surprise to see the Bengals with the uh, tide for the highest win total uh, out there along with the chiefs of course
1: yeah absolutely i i think just the joe burrow factor and it sounds uh, the, the latest updates um from coach Taylor basically saying he's seems like he should be good to go by week one. Seems like he's in fine physical shape. I don't know how much they're going to give away there, but they did. I mean, just compared to the AFC East, the biggest benefit they have is facing the South instead of the West, I guess, um, as their, their cross division um, AFC opponent schedule, right? So a little bit easier, ske- uh, strength on schedule projected from uh, Aaron shots. And this preview compared, I think Cleveland and Cincinnati in, at 22 and 18, and that kind of range Baltimore still in the middle of the pack Pittsburgh also. So, just compared uh, to the East, even if you know these are, in my opinion, top to bottom, easily the two strongest divisions in this conference, probably in the league also. Um, but also just that that little edge in the schedule might be the what kind of makes a difference by the end of it when we talk about win totals and who ultimately makes the playoffs. So I think the Bengals make a lot of sense at the front. The interesting takeaway, um, I, I was you know these DVOA uh, projections always help quite a bit. There are a big reason why last year with the Eagles we were predicting them to to go well over their win total. Uh, Cleveland right now, it's not by a lot, but they have the highest uh, projected win total in this division just over Cincinnati. I think it's just based a little bit on an easier schedule. and uh, Some of the projections are a little bit worried of you know Jesse Bates and some of the other guys in Cincinnati's secondary that are being replaced by some younger, unproven guys. And seeing if there is maybe one weakness of this team, I know the offensive line, obviously they've put so many resources to it. I, they're still projected to have the second best offense in the league, but the defense they, uh, they are looking at a potential drawback. So that eleven and a half, I still would go over because I, you know, as big of a Joe Burrow believer as anyone, and I think I, I tend to think that uh, you know they they keep all the all the coaching staff there for the defense they don't they don't lose Lou to I know the Arizona Cardinals are potentially going to hire him so I think they're going to they'll they'll figure it out I believe on that on that side of the ball more so than what I'm seeing here but I do think Cleveland's an interesting one and you know there's a reason they're at nine and a half um even still questions of what's it's going to look like with Deshaun but that offensive line the, the running backs they have and the defense it should be better we keep saying that I, I'm still kind of waiting to see it I still think my my C, uh, my floor for the Browns is probably closer to six seven wins um. Even if the projections have them as a 10 to 11, win football team. Um, so they're one though. I, I mean, ceiling wise, I don't know if I go any higher than 11. I think that, whereas the Ravens and yeah. Bengals, if everything goes right for Baltimore's defense, where they've added a lot of talent there. And I think that some of the reinforcements they made in the second half of the year, we saw it have a positive impact. I think the Ravens and Bengals both, I mean, we're looking, depending on what, you know, the Chiefs are always going to be the the standard here and probably still going to be the one seed after everything goes down. But if one of these teams hits it right, I I mean, I think they're kind of in that running two and have 13, 14 kind of win potentials. I you see Lamar obviously fully healthy, but I'm obviously very bullish on Todd Munkin and what that offense can look like. And then the Steelers, I mean, they went seven and two in their last nine games. Um, they are the lowest projected win total of any of these four teams by um, DVOA projections, but they are in that top half of the league. I mean, it's crazy to have a division that has four teams that are all projected to finish with top 16 records in the NFL, but that's where we have Pittsburgh. I mean, they're, they're so solid on defense. Can the offensive line make the improvements that it needs to? Uh, can we see Pickett be consistent week to week? And this running game get going. That's I think that side of the ball is maybe a bigger question mark. I I tend to think this defense is going to be great. So yeah, I mean I don't know this division's tough to try to like pick like the order. Like picking a team at last yeah. year is honestly just as hard as we think like for the Patriots to be the one in the AFC East. I mean the Steelers until I see it, it's hard for me to think that they're not going to find a way to get to nine wins. But maybe nine wins is fourth place um, in this division. Yeah, it's
0: interesting, and in you got the tie in with the NFC West and. AFC South which congratulations I guess on that part um because you know who who knows what to expect from that division as we always say but um that's the tie-ins for for this division in terms of the scheduling and yeah I mean I think you know really when you look at it, it it's not easy I guess to predict the order of finish in in any division sometimes but this one I feel like it's always like <laughs> I just don't yeah. know how you possibly and but you know maybe you know having the Bengals at the top probably feels a pretty confident pick but like you said, Lamar's, Mars, you know, back with the Ravens, and we know what they're capable of, and I just don't, I just don't know what to expect from the Browns and Steelers. Like, I just think those are two teams that are pretty fascinating yeah. to me. Um, I, I don't know that either one of them's winning the division, but like, I also think there's a very wide range of what the, you know, the possibilities could be for both those teams. So, hundred um, percent, yeah. So we'll see what happens with those uh, AFC North teams. We'll circle back around, Dylan, at the end to. Maybe give our, our most confident picks and maybe <laughs> what we think good. are the teams that are the just wildest on these or ones that we just feel like we have the least, um, you know, opinion on uh, some of these win totals. Yeah. All right, AFC South, we just kind of talked about them. Jaguars at nine and a half Titans at seven and a half boy and dipped quickly there, didn't it? Uh, Colts <laughs> at six and a half Texans at six and a half. So only one team uh, projected to have a winning record. At least if you go by these win totals and um, you know, this one, if you went under the went, went the under slightly, you would just have a team that's barely over um, you know, 500 or such. So, I mean, look, this is, as we said, going in, I mean, this could certainly be in the running with the NFC South um, for, i guess worst division if you want to call it that um however you want to label it just based Mm on you know i think again where where these um organizations are at right now but not surprised of course to see the jags there um i guess i guess i'm a little surprised the colts and the texans have the same number here but again i'll I'll have to. who do you think is lower
1: who do you think should be lower
0: (laughs) well i mean you would think the texans would be lower right but i mean you say that and I don't know. I feel like I've, you know, I've been going backwards more and more on the Colts at this point. So maybe, you know, maybe it's not, uh, maybe it's a position where some people might think the Texans should be higher uh, than the Colts, but uh, m- maybe not a huge surprise, but I guess if you're a Titans fan, maybe a little more disappointing that you're only one, you know, projected win away in terms of these projected win totals from those two teams now. But um, yeah, I mean, look, the AFC South, I think we've said before, I mean, <laughs> talk about predicted order of finish and stuff. I, I, one of my most confident picks would probably be the Jaguars finishing first in the AFC South because I just don't have any confidence in, in the other three teams uh, right now to, to do that. So – uh, there you go, Dylan. Nine and a half, seven and a half, six and a half uh, each for the Colts and Texans. Um, good luck trying to make sense of what this division could be. So the, th-
1: the thing that's interesting here that is a little different when we get to the next episode for the NFC projections, that, y- that you'll see that based on how easy the schedules those teams have this year, you'll see some bumps in like the expected wins um, from DVOA for the Falcons and Saints in particular, whereas there's no team in this division outside of Jacksonville that is benefiting from that. And <laughs> they still think, oh, you're going to have an easy schedule schedule and you're going to lose so your easy yeah. opponents that you're going to be facing they these are almost exactly on the the DVOA projections they have the jags at 9.6 um tennessee at 7.4 um, and then the both um indianapolis is only barely ahead of so houston but 5.9 and 5.6 but I, so those first two are almost exactly right on the it's like they're probably looking at this these kind of advanced uh, projection kind of numbers to, to put these lines as accurate as possible but it makes sense I, I do think yeah uh, this one I'm when we get to our season predictions episode coming up in a, a week or so yeah don't be surprised yeah when we both pick Jacksonville to win the division I think that is going to happen even if I think the Jacks defense still has a lot of questions I think Tennessee's defense just I've you know, that's kind of been the one pillar of that team. And they have still a lot of really talented guys that make me think, all right, they're going to still, I think they're going to, and you know, Frabel's done such a good job of getting the most out of these teams at times. I think they're still going to win um, somewhere. I'd still think they maybe get to eight wins or nine wins, but um, maybe, maybe it's more like seven or, or so just based on the fact that, yeah, that offense still, yeah, as we've talked about the receiving corpse pretty bleak what's going on there the offensive line is really you know taking a step back we don't have the most confidence in their quarterback situation obviously you know we saw at times Derek starting to slow down last year so I I would tend to as much as I want to say that one of these bottom three teams is going to go over their number I, w- I want to say the Titans i Ultimately, might pick the under, and I feel like I'm gonna, I would want to regret that. But the Jags, even if their defense is bad, their offense is so good. I think they're they're projected to be the sixth highest DVOA offense. I mean, that's a jump from last year, even. So they they're really a lot of, um, you know, it looks like, th- and you know, adding, adding Calvin Ridley in there, what that could mean with uh, how dynamic he was uh, before suspension in Atlanta to so the p- group of pass catchers that already have so much um, rapport with with Trevor. Um, Yeah, I think it's a pretty easy pick. The thing about Indianapolis and Houston is I'm excited for both teams in terms of the coaching hires they made, as we talked about. I really like Steichen. I really liked uh, D'Amico, obviously, and very happy he's off the the Niners coaching staff. But uh, I do think just roster-wise it's going to take some time. At at times, Anthony Richardson has looked still a little – maybe it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get going. Obviously, same thing for Stroud was – A lot more pressure than he usually was facing there in uh, Ohio State. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an adjustment period for those teams, and I just think roster-wise maybe the defense of uh, Houston has a chance to be a little bit better, and we'll see what D'Amico can do. But, yeah, it's pretty bleak for both teams when you have uh, projected schedules to be the the fifth easiest and the uh, eighth easiest, and you're still picked to be two of the worst five teams in the league. And I'd probably go under on both these teams, unfortunately. (laughs) yeah
0: it doesn't look pretty in terms of uh, i'm looking at schedules here for these teams and um even though they're paired with who they're paired with uh again the nfc south being um, one of them and of course we just talked about the the afc north it's uh yeah it's still i still don't love any picks necessarily on some of these teams although there's one i'm I'm getting more intrigued by We'll, we'll revisit that here in a second uh all right AFC West, there's a few more wins, I think, to be had yes. here. As the Chiefs are at 11.5, the Chargers at 9.5, Broncos at 8.5, and the Raiders at 6.5. So, again, no surprise to see the Chiefs leading the way here in terms of the uh, projections at 11.5. But, you know, like we said, it's this division is, is pretty tough. And I think now, you know, when you look at it, obviously the Broncos feel like they are – going to be sort of rejuvenated this season with Sean Payton joining the mix Uh, I think I'm still in wait and see mode on that I I know they can't be as bad as they were last year but um, as for how much they get there how many how many wins they get to I think that's hard to really figure out at this point Raiders you know I mean we always felt like we always have optimism for the Raiders these days but um, it's just can they break through in a division like this like we said that is led by the Chiefs and you've got the Chargers um, a team who you would figure comes out uh with maybe something to prove based on how last season ended for them so yeah dylan i mean this feels like it's pretty much you know the, the nature of the beast here uh in the the afc west which uh when you look at the pairings i'm trying to put this together um they're yeah. going to have the, I think the it's e- afc east. east and nfc north i believe yep. is right yeah 100%. so that's the two schedule uh pairings there for those teams so um yeah chiefs leading the way though no surprise
1: yeah the chargers don't benefit from that uh that setup with the um those two things but uh more so having the i think their cross flex to the other conference is the nfc east and as a result the chargers get the cowboys mm, and the chiefs yeah. i think get that uh super bowl rematch right with the eagles so yeah. kind of tough games added to their schedule's already up you know a slate for the Chiefs they're always going to feel like they're going to be fine and I as long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy there's a reason they're still the top uh, you know projected win total team in the league but they're only at 10.9 wins so this is I mean that's only 0.6 off I will say the Broncos and Raiders easily the the out of all these, as I'm looking over the DVOI projections, they're the two that are the most different easily um, than the actual. Like, for example, the Chargers are exactly on the 9.5 projection that they have. Uh, they do have a bit tougher schedule, as mentioning also. We'll see if the defense uh, times the run defense still a problem. And if Kellen Moore and everything translates, I think they're a playoff team. But still part of their schedule that, again, in this beast of a conference, someone's going to miss the playoffs. That we Probably a few teams that we think are worthy and may have made it in the NFC. But um, for the Raiders, kind of surprising. They have average wins of 8.1. So that that is 1.6 over this number. That's pretty good value in terms of I rarely do I see that big a difference between Aaron Schatz's projections and the over-unders. And meanwhile, Denver almost a, f- a little over a full win underneath. Denver all the way down at 7.4. So yeah, I think that maybe a little more optimism people have with Sean Payton and maybe, it, maybe it's warranted um, that he's going to be able to come in there and turn things around. I, I guess it depends on the defense defensive, maybe aren't uh, going to look as we got kind of used to being like, all right, they're going to at least be close to top 10 or in that range. If they're going to be that, that's this uh, year, they're going to need some different guys to step up. Uh I've lost some personnel. And I, I just, overall, maybe it's, it's going to take maybe a second to get Sean Payton, to get everything going. I don't know. It's, it's been an interesting kind of camp and all the, you know, ups and downs there. It doesn't sound like, it's not like everything just suddenly is perfect because they moved on to a coach that had as much success with the system he built in New Orleans um, after uh, moving on from Hackett um, and what's going on there. But yeah, this, uh, so again, the Raiders though, I that one, man, six and a half is maybe, a li- if it was seven and a half, I think that's probably the number that is a little more warranted. Uh, schedule's still kind of tough. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like that, I that this uh, the DVOA projections are pretty bullish on their offense. Uh, being thir- they're projecting at thirteenth. I don't know. I mean, I know they have really talented receivers and uh, route runners. Um, obviously, Devonte Renfro. Um, just overall, th- that roster looks maybe a little better uh, there. But offensive line still has some question marks. See if everything. I, th- I believe Jacobs is still holding out. Correct. Like everything will needs to get that kind of and place, um, before we move forward, but I mean, their defense side, I have a lot of questions about. So that that's, uh, it's just the facing again, these, you know, having to face the chiefs and, and chargers twice each too. And the Raiders have come close in some of those games against both teams, but I, I just, maybe, maybe we'll see if Jimmy, I'd love for Jimmy Garoppolo to prove me wrong, but I, I think it's, I don't think it's an overly just lateral move from him to from Derek Carr to him. I think he's worse than Derek Carr. So, I don't know. I'll see. I'd love to be proved wrong, but I uh I don't, that's I, again. I think seven and a half is a little better. I I would probably take the over on six and a half, but I wouldn't feel good about it. I'd be sweating it out. Whereas like Kansas City at eleven and a half, I know they're yeah the real number maybe right around there. I have a hard time them seeing them not at least get to twelve and five. Just the way with Mahomes and the way that they pull out close games, and um, obviously they Harrison Butker's pretty much one of the one uh, really clutch kicker, obviously. Some of the, the kick he made to beat Cincinnati obviously made a pretty easy one to win the Super Bowl. But overall, in the course of his career, seems to hit the big ones. Winning those close games can sometimes come down to something like that. So I I feel like the Chiefs had, I have a hard time having their floor much lower than 11 wins. So I'd, I'd go over there. Chargers are the are the weird one, though. They, the projections for them only have them making the playoffs 50% of the time. So that mm. seems like... You know, I, I want to be, I want to believe, and I, I think I, you know, not giving away like overall playoff uh, wild card picks. I'm going to pick the Chiefs on this division. I don't think that's surprising, but yeah. I think I'm still going to pick the Chargers to make it. But yeah, you look at the schedule, um, it, it's they're going to, those, those swing games against the teams in the East, I think are going to be quite important, like especially Miami and the Jets. I mean, these are the kind of teams, if we think Buffalo, Kansas City, you know, Cincinnati feel pretty confident about them making the playoffs and you get to that next layer. I mean, this, they they got to take care of business with the NFC North, as you, as you mentioned, obviously, and also being the teams that are in their division that they think they can take care of uh, with Denver and Vegas, which hasn't always been that much of an automatic. But I think those get that, the game against Miami and then against the Jets on Monday night, in Week Nine. Those are two ones that I think are absolutely imperative um, for the Jets to get, or for the Chargers to get. And it's it's going to be wild. It's going to be just a ridiculous season in the AFC. So I think I feel like we're going to get to the end of the season and you're going to have like 12 teams still in play. <laughs> Um, with only, like, you know, looking up and down this conference. I mean, like, seriously, out of these teams, the only two I'd be – or maybe I guess I could say three um, or four, four. I'm trying to think. How many teams would you be shocked if they made the playoffs? Colts and Texans for sure. Right, yeah. Uh, I'd probably say – I wouldn't be shocked if the Titans got a wild card berth. I'd say the next two yeah. are the the Raiders and then, I mean, maybe the Broncos. But after that, yeah, not really surprised if anyone in the east or north gets there. And then the Chiefs charges obviously, and then the Jags atop the, the South. Um, I, mean, I have would be shocked by the Broncos.
0: Impact. You would, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think the Broncos could get there, and I wouldn't be stunned. Now um, it'd be surprising. i think I'd be like you said. I think, I think, as I was gonna say, it would be surprising because I think it's hard in one year to just completely flip that. But I wouldn't be just stunned. Like I, I think it's possible. Um, but yeah, it would. You take a little, little bit. Um, <laughs> so the two teams and I'm kind of looking at this and like, if you, if you want me to be Mr. Op- optimist for your team, the two teams that I think, as I look at their schedules, I'm a little more optimistic than I thought I would be about them. Mm-hmm. And it's, you're going to be like, wait, where are you sure you're talking? Cause you always are the pessimist on this team. The Titans are one of them because the more I look at the Titans schedule, I, I think again, the NFC South tie into me is helps it a little bit. Um, And I think just being in the AFC South where theoretically, right, you can get two wins over the Colts, two wins over the Texans. Um, Although I think sweeping both of those are probably going to be very hard to do for the Titans. I just don't know if the consistency will be there. But, you know, elsewhere I'm like they can win a game in Cleveland. Um, They can beat the Falcons in Nashville. They could win a game in Pittsburgh. You know, um, like I said, at Tampa. Tampa looks (laughs) a lot better now than it would have, you know, the past however many years. Um, they get Carolina and Nashville. Yeah. Um, they get Seattle and Nashville. And so I'm like, I could see the Titans actually yeah. winning. Double digits is hard to predict, but like, I mean, I can definitely see yeah, them Over that seven and a half. Nine. Yeah. I mean, I, so I think I'm a little more, maybe a little bit more optimistic just based on the schedule with the Titans and the other team. And Again, I'm very surprised I'm saying this, but I think, Even in the AFC West, I I can find enough wins for the Raiders to go over here. But it's a very interesting stretch because here's the thing for the Raiders and their schedule. Three of their first four games at Denver, at Buffalo, at the Chargers. They've got the Steelers sandwiched in there uh, in a primetime game in week three. But if you keep going further down, they've got like a stretch of five of six games from November the 5th to December the 14th. All five games in Las Vegas in that group. And the other in the road game in there is at Miami. They've got the Giants, they've got the Jets, they have got the Chiefs, the Vikings, and the Chargers. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. All schedule. at Allegiant Stadium. <laughs> yeah, like in a span of basically a month Seven, and a half yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they get that many home games kind of kind of built in there, and they only—I think I'm looking at this. I think there's only, yeah. So, you know, they only play back to back. They don't play any more than two road games in a row. I guess is the best way to put it um you know but yet they get that they get that five to six stretch there in november to december now again we're saying i'm saying on this because we've seen plenty of optimism for the raiders before and they'll go you know one and five in this six game stretch or something and then their season's over but i don't know i think i think i'd go over the six and a half if i had to which betting the raiders is not something i'm very confident in doing ever but i just feel like there is at least some opportunity there but um, I also wouldn't be surprised if they start 0-4, right, just given the yeah. schedule we talked about. So, um, And, of course, you know, the Packers, they get that, which, again, that is not as intimidating um, as it would <laughs> yeah. have been a year. So, yeah, I mean, those are the two teams, just looking at this list here of the AFC, that I would probably circle as maybe the ones that by no means am I confident in it, but I think if you're looking to make a gamble on these, which is kind of what this comes down <laughs> to, I think the Titans and the Raiders are the two teams that I think there's at least some interesting value perhaps in going over that number. Whereas, like you said, going under on certain teams, I mean, that Browns nine and a half to me is it, <laughs> it's it just feels a little high. Um, Cause again, if you're going to bet the over on the Browns, that means you got them winning double digit games. And I think they're talented enough to do it. Um, and, you know, the more I look at their schedule, it's not, it's certainly not the worst, but I don't know if I could do that. I'd, I'd probably go um, the under on them because, like we said, we've talked about the Browns. I mean, I think it's just you—you you don't know what you're getting necessarily from Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. just yet, and so I'd probably pick the Browns, the team that I would maybe not feel confident by. I'd go under that one. So
1: let let DTR run the show, and we'll we'll see what happens. But no, I mean, yeah. they're they're a tough. Yeah, they're definitely the team that what, the numbers love them. They they have loved him previously, but not this much. I think the combination of the schedule and maybe some of the personnel that they've upgraded on defense. I it just it, this it always feels like it's going to be a little bit better. And I know even last I is last year. Obviously Deshaun was awful. I mean they're better offense really when Jacoby was in there. They had a lot of really tough close losses, and those are the things that you think that can't be overly sustainable outside of the Chargers. Um, that the one the charging seems to always buck that trend, but that's the Browns maybe aren't that far off from being in that kind of grouping. So I don't blame you for, yeah, when I when I saw that they had the, the third highest win total in the AFC, like projected from, um, from DVOA-wise, like, I mean, that's striking, even if it's not that high because everything's kind of bunched together at a certain point. But that is for sure the one, not, that one's maybe the least confident of any of these,
0: <laughs> like if I had to, like, they, order in confidence. They get some
1: big games at home, and I think yeah. maybe
0: that's what, they get San Francisco at home of course they get the ravens at home they get the Bengals at home they get the titans at home and they play the Bengals Um,
1: well they've i think they've only i don't know have they lost when Burrow started like maybe once yeah or i don't even know if they have yeah well
0: they are one of those interesting teams too they get four of their first five games at home so there's a chance to build in some some wins there and they get a buy in there too get the rams and
1: cardinals that helps
0: (laughs) yeah so i'm i don't know i think the rams are gonna be better um they Get the Jets at home too, and so I, yeah, I mean, I can see it. I, I can find nine wins on here for, or I can find ten wins on here for them, but I just don't know. That number eh, it feels high to me. I just don't know how I could bet the over on the Browns right now. I'd, I'd be fine with them going nine and eight, but I feel like over that is. I want to see it first before I felt confident
1: about that. 100%. To, to I mean, yeah. They tend to have the games where you feel like they're going to win for sure, and then those yeah. are the ones that they haven't finished off. Like, they've beaten good teams, and then they'll yeah they lose to teams that are better then. So we'll see with them. I, I like your that both the Titans and the Raider picks, though, because as much as I don't know if this is the best thing, a long-term scenario, as we've talked about with the Raiders, like, are they just kind of stuck in the middle? Would it be better for them to, to yeah. you know, get one of the top quarterbacks in the draft, in my opinion? Yes, but... Maybe the, the way that things play out, they're going to end up being kind of, again, in that middle group. They won six six games last year. I think to, to see them win around that same amount isn't that crazy. But, again, I, maybe I just, after watching Garoppolo for a while, I have a little less confidence that he's going to be able to just kind of pick up where Derek Carr left off. So I do think there's – it's just uh, – I'm still less uh, convinced. Whereas, like, the Titans, as you mentioned, like, you look at that schedule and then named off all those teams. And, again, how just what Vrabel's done, I, they, they just seem to win more. I know they, they won less than, than seven and a half. or They didn't win eight games. They went seven and ten last year. But I don't know. I, I, a lot of things went wrong for that to happen. Um, and may, I mean, it's possible. But I see where you're coming from for those. Uh, I, I don't know if this is always the best case thing. This, this reminds me of, like – Confidence when we'll do our lock of the week and I'll take a double digit team and they don't end up doing it. I still look at like the the Bills at the for especially the Bills compared to like the Chiefs and Bengals. I know they're in a tougher division or at least have a tougher projected schedule than those two teams, but that extra win, I think just it's hard for me to see a 10 and seven Bills team. I think they're at least an 11 win team. I feel pretty good about that one. And then I guess the uh, the Chiefs are the next one. I, I, same thing with them. I just have a hard time thinking of them not winning at least 12 games. They always even when the defense isn't performing it's just Andy Reid and Mahomes I have too much trust in them with the schedule that's kind of towards the middle of the pack to not think they're going to be you know I think 12 wins get them at least a top 2 seed or so just with given how stacked this uh conference is so those are probably my two most confident ones I maybe yeah. that's just a cop out to take the two teams that have you know along with the Bengals been the best over the last few years in the AFC consistently um But I just I don't know. There's something with the that Raider number seems low to me, and the Titans one I'll, I I could see it too. But if if I had this through confidence factor, maybe I have them just a bit lower. I the Steeler one is the interesting one because they still defied again. They they still haven't had an under 500 record under um under Tomlin, right? So I mean, this would yeah. we'd, if you say they're going to have the under, you're saying they're finally going to. Um, because unless they tie a game, I guess, and then you, you could end up right on that eight and a half number. Um, I don't know. I I, I think they're one I would, I'd still just take the over based on that because I, I still just have too much belief in what the, the culture they've built. And I think their defense has a chance to be pretty dang disruptive up front. Uh, they've looked pretty good. And obviously, it's only uh, preseason, but uh that i think that unit has a chance to take a bit of a jump so maybe that's one that's on the little tougher range that i'd say like all right i feel okay about that one compared to like you said the browns are like the opposite of confidence i don't yeah uh, yeah. as much as i want to believe that they're gonna to go over and and fill out those things i'll believe it when i see it it's more of a situation like that for them
0: yeah i'm with you the chiefs one is 11 and a half i would i would go over that i mean i'm just yeah i think looking at their schedule it's tough but i just i see a lot of wins there and it's you know again that's barring injuries and that kind of stuff and you know that's where like we said for a team like green bay and not trying to knock the packers but it's just like you get them on the schedule based on it but like they're it's just a different scenario now and so i think it's um you know, yeah so we'll see but i i would probably go over on the chiefs and the bills too because i think those are like you said just two teams that are really good and should be right where they've been the past several seasons. So, um, all right, Dylan, there we go. That was a look at the AFC win projections. And as Dylan said, we will kind of make our picks for everything in our super mega um, (laughs) playoff predictions episode for the entire season. We'll make all our picks in that here coming soon before the start of the season but for now dylan uh we will do the nfc win projections on the next episode uh but a lot of stuff uh, to get people ready for the upcoming season over at clutch points so that everybody know where they can find all that
1: you can go to clutchpoints.com to the nfl section lots of yeah following obviously all the news injury updates uh depth chart uh changes uh, different guys getting cut some a lot of guys retiring basically everything um, going on with the NFL, you can find an NFL tab there. We also have the, at the top, you click Fantasy, all of our sleeper previews, um, looking at fantasy football outlooks for just basically everyone that you possibly would draft. Lots of stuff on the top values, ADP values at different position groups. Got all that coming out um, this week and next week pretty much for the main two. So click on Fantasy at the top of the site. And then, uh, yeah, you can follow all the preseason and regular season games coming up in the Clutch Points app too. So, yeah, tons of, tons of stuff. It's just nonstop with the NFL coverage.
0: Yep, check it all out at Clutch Points. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Past. And thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You're on the Establish the Past podcast. Cast. Cast. Cast.